Welcome to What's Your Beef? Each week we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. Hello, I'm Jane Cudahy and this is What's Your Beef? Beef Australia traditionally holds a series of celebratory events in May, the year prior to the triennial event. COVID-19 restrictions required these to be cancelled, however a week-long digital launch was held. The series of videos included messages from principal partners and accumulated with a video featuring Beef Australia CEO Ian Mill and today's guest, Chair of Beef Australia, Bryce Kem. Hello Bryce. Hi Jane, how are you going? I'm fine, thanks. Now, you're no stranger to the boardroom or the paddock. In my head, I call you chairman of all of the boards, but your industry experience is vast. Can you run us through a little bit about what takes up your day? Thanks, Jane. I guess primarily uh, my day job is uh, is working uh, working for and in my uh, family business, the CAM Agricultural Group, which is uh, an integrated uh, beef supply chain uh, business um, with some grazing and backgrounding and feedlotting interests across Queensland. I do, uh, whether for better or worse, get involved in uh, in a number of industry events and organisations. And I think uh, I have definitely learnt the lesson if you volunteer and put your hand up, uh, quite often you get pulled in a few other directions. But uh, today, today... Don't go I, to meetings uh, late, Bryce. Always turn up on time. That's how you always, yeah, you always get a job if you don't turn up. Exactly. So, uh, look, I, get, uh, I have uh, two primary roles uh, in industry positions. So the, the first is obviously the chair of uh, Beef Australia, which is a fantastic opportunity to really give back to industry and it's such a terrific event to be associated with. Uh, so I love that role. The the second is probably a more serious uh, role for industry in terms of being the chair of the Australian Lot Feeders Association, uh, which is the peak industry council in charge of the grain-fed uh, beef sector here in Australia. And so primarily... Uh, looks at representing an advocacy for the lot feeding sector, uh, but also uh, the investment uh, of the marketing and R&D levy uh, with support of Mint Livestock Australia. So they're the, yeah, they're the two roles that probably chew up a, a lot of my volunteer time. Along with all of the other little ones. But I guess we're here to speak about Beef Australia and the big event next year, which I'm, I'm sure you've had a countdown calendar on since the last second of the last one, but you've had a long association with this event. What? How did it start for you? When was your first beef and and some of your memories from those earlier years? I think I have uh, had the opportunity to attend uh, every uh, Beef Australia. I, I can't confess to it. <laughs> I'm that young. It uh, so can't confess to uh, remembering much of beef uh, beef eighty eight, but uh, but my parents assured me that uh, I was dragged along. It, uh, but I do remember the early ninety events. So ninety two. Uh, in particular, oh, it might have been 94. Now I can't even remember the year, but, uh, but some of those early, um, beef events come to mind and, uh, and, and always going along. It's, uh, but our family's also had, uh, quite association, uh, with Beef Australia. It's, uh, my father was on the board, uh, under Graham Acton's chairmanship, uh, in, uh, for a couple of events in the early 2000s, so Beef 2000 and 2003. 
and my brother-in-law Blair Angus was uh, was the previous uh, chair, so the chair of the events in uh, 15 and 18. Uh, so our family's had a long association with Beef Australia We uh, and we have um, loved to give of our time and uh, and help the events grow and become the, the great spectacle that it is today. So you can absolutely say with confidence that you've grown with Beef Australia. How in your eyes, because that's, you know, you speak to some of the, the older people um, associated with the event, have a very, you know, um, clear memory, but I'm sure growing up with it, it's been a bit different too. So what's really stuck in your mind? How has it changed? Yeah, look, I, I mean, the big one for me is is really uh, is a couple of things. So it's the, the international exposure um, that the event has. It's, uh, you know, so many delegates, uh, literally thousands of people coming, you know, from overseas. Uh, but I think particularly, you know, over the last, you know, sort of series of events, it's really grown to reflect uh, the whole beef supply chain. So, be you're a, a butcher or a chef or a, a processor, right through to a you know a, a grass-fed beef producer from Central Queensland, everyone feels that Beef Australia is now a celebration of our entire industry. And I think very much the level uh, of sophistication and the presentation of the event has particularly grown, uh, you know, over the last couple of events. And and to me, that reflects uh, the maturity of our industry. It's, I think, you know, growing up, it's uh, on, you know, growing up in North Queensland myself on a on a grazing operation. I think, you know, to watch the professionalism. Uh, the investment that people put in in their personal businesses and operations, I think it's uh, it's really appropriate that that um, level of professionalism and performance is reflected uh, in the celebration of our industry. And and it's my hope that uh, that definitely uh, in next year in twenty one uh, that that people involved in the industry and people coming to look and learn about the Australian beef industry can be really proud. Uh, and walk away um, with just such a, a, a good image and a good feel about what I, uh, an industry that I dearly love and, and something that I think, um, you know, all participants in the space should be really proud to, to promote and, and tell the wonderful Australian beef story. Um, and I think Beef Australia is, uh, is a really appropriate and, and, and um, suitable format to, uh, to do that in. And I think you mentioned, you know, the, the, the level of sophistication and how everyone in the entire supply chain is included there. But I think another aspect too is the education side of things. You know, it's such a huge event. You're not just preaching to the converted. There's still a big um, schools and other industries also included in that. So how is that going to be a big part of Beef 21 too, that education and, and reaching out part of things? Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's a that's a. I mean, I'm a big believer in lifelong education. But you're right. I mean, it, the events always had a focus around uh, you know school programs and 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 the outreach of, of information about the beef industry. I think so. Um, in 2018, I think we had some over 5,000 uh, school uh, students come through uh, the the uh, the events, and and particularly, I think in in a 300-kilometre radius of, of the Rockhampton epicentre, I think, you know, we had a touch point of absolutely every school uh, in that region engaged in the Beef Australia platform. 
but you know, I think what's also really exciting is is schools from Western Australia, schools from the Northern Territory, uh, you know, travelling all the way to Rockhampton to come to be involved in the program and learn. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I think the other side of it is is an education for for people that that might not have a day to day exposure to beef industry. I mean, obviously. Um, there's the love of the product, um, and that's a whole way that we engage, you know, a number of consumers and people throughout the community. Um, but I think it's also the the business, the investment, uh, the opportunity, uh, education element that Beef Australia really brings together. Um, nothing more brings a smile to my face than talking to a person who has witnessed their first beef event, and they're usually. They're usually this excitement as they talk about the the great experience or the great week that they had, and I think it's just you know I think it blows a lot of people away is that here in a regional centre uh, in Rockhampton is a is a world class event being hosted and it's also a hell of a lot of fun you know people are going there to do business to to you know to drive success but uh, they're also having a really good time and mixing and mingling with with some really amazing and interesting people from all walks of life. And and I, I think that's that's one of the greatest achievements of Beef Australia. It brings people that may not have had much exposure to the beef industry, throws them right in the heart of, of our beef industry and gives them the taste um, and an opportunity of, of what um, investing in or being involved uh, in this industry can deliver. Wonderful. Now, the the recent digital launch unveiled some big initiatives for Beef 21. So including that was the Ken Coombe Tech Hub. Can you take us through that? Yeah, so historically it's always been a great marker uh, for a year out. Uh, Beef Australia would have a series of events, typically in Brisbane and Rockhampton, to kind of you know launch the, the one-year-out countdown and really build some excitement amongst you know, um, producers and people looking at entering the competition uh, and businesses and everyone to sort of start uh, gearing up for, for the spectacle the following year. Uh, unfortunately, I guess during the, the whole COVID outbreak, um, those, those get-togethers have been, uh, haven't been an option, but uh, I've been really excited so far to see the, the digital launch roll out and, and, uh, and I think it's a whole new way of engaging uh, with a wider audience to, uh, to sell the story of, of some of the things that we're hoping to deliver at, uh, at Beef Australia 2021. And so a couple of those new initiatives, uh, one that uh, we're, we're quite excited about is, is the Ken Coombe Tech Yards. Uh, so Ken Coombe was actually the inaugural uh, chair of, of Beef Australia. So back in 1988, the first uh, Beef Expo, uh, he chaired and, and pulled the working group together that delivered that. Uh, Ken was, was well-renowned through the Australian beef industry, in particular with his time with the Stanbroke Pastoral Company uh, in driving uh, some of their herds, um, herd performance and improvements, and particularly through their genetics program. Uh, the work up at Waverley Station up at Marlborough. So Ken uh, you know, was well recognised in industry as being an earlier adopter and particularly passionate about data management uh, and using that uh, to improve the genetic uh, capacity um, of, of herds he was working with. So I think we found it very fitting uh, in, in, uh, to, to honour the, uh, the passing of, of that great icon of the, the beef industry in naming one of the, the new initiatives for the Beef Australia organisation, uh, in naming it after uh, Ken. 
And so what we're hoping to achieve with the, the tech yards is really an area uh, as part of the expanded footprint of the grounds. Uh, it's really an area that allows for an integration of, of, uh, of developers and, and uh, people with markets and almost market-ready uh, tech products that are, that are suitable for the Australian beef industry. And that's it's right across the supply chain, so either on farm or in the processing sector or suitable for for butcher retail or, or even in home consumer you know tech advancements that uh, that are adaptable or suitable to the Australian beef industry. Uh, but I think what what really has, has got our organization excited about is that the area really needs a touch feel see watch uh, you know element to it so we, we have in the past sort of taken people out on property tours or plant tours to show, um, you know, some of the new innovations or developments that are the changing the direction of our sector. Uh, and I guess, you know, a, a successful property tour, we might be able to take a couple of hundred people on. And yet we have, you know, 100,000 people come through the gates at Beef Australia. And so actually being able to bring that on the ground um, so that people can touch and test uh, the products and and potentially you know, buy it, take it home, and plug and play tomorrow. I think that um, that's going to be a really exciting element for for allowing you know stakeholders throughout the supply chain to engage in in you know some of the ag tech that that is either market ready or about to be market ready. So uh, at the last event in 2018, we had a really uh, successful project called Pitch in the Paddock uh, where. We invited some uh, 12 new, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and product developers to Beef Australia, and um, and we ran an, uh, an element where we had, you know, some investors and, and, and successful entrepreneurs to to judge those pitches uh, of their their product or innovation for industry, and and it really was a format people engaged with, and so I guess we're trying to hope to grow and expand on that uh, and really support. Uh, some of these, you know, companies or new concepts to really get their products or their concepts uh, out into the market. So you're meaning like a big, more people involved in pitching the paddock, not necessarily, that's not tied into the Ken Coombe hub though? Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a growth off that. So yeah, it's, okay. it'll, it'll evolve that same space, but it, it's, but it'll be, you know, it'll be a whole area um, that'll, that'll run for the whole week. Uh, and I think uh, a lot and of really hand, hand sanitizer too, by the sounds of it. If we're touching and feeling and everything. <laughs> so, so look, I, I really hope that, that yeah, I hope the mingling is really intense. But mm. but that's exactly the idea. Is uh, you know, it's it's one you know, it's potentially what has been you know one of my criticisms of of some of our R and D work that industry and, and and some of our companies undertake is that. Quite often, um, the exposure to people yeah. with hands-on experience on the industry or involvement in the industry is is not that easy for our developers or you know people that are looking at new products to, to get their hands on. And so, the whole idea of this is to throw you know these these product developers and investors and and everything all in the one space with with producers and processes and people in the industry and and. And I think that's going to be a really exciting element um, for the week. It to very watch what, which is exciting. Yeah, which is the whole idea, the yeah. whole idea, so yeah. that people can really test it and see how it's going to work for their application. And I think that'll that'll allow you know developers and everything to to you know, refine their products. But it also it also opens up the opportunity for for what are not you know 
uh, agriculturally specific items or products to to see where they fit into a beef um, environment, which mm. to me that's I, I think a really important aspect that we'll bring to the event. Now you mentioned expanding the footprint to include a bit of Rockhampton. You touched on it just before, but you know it's always been such a lovely social event as well. And and we've seen, you've mentioned property tours, um, and obviously there's a big benefit to the Rockhampton community financially through this event. What else are you doing beyond the showgrounds this time? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. So obviously expanding the area around the showgrounds, so bringing in some of the use of the the school that that joins the grounds and some the further. Uh, uh, you know, space around some of the uh, sporting facilities that should support the showground. So obviously as the event grows, the demand for increased area uh, continues to grow. So that's that's underway. But I think, um, uh, you know, it's so important and the organisation at Beef Australia really um, understands that uh, that our host city, Rockhampton, uh, it's just such a great city. It is the heart and the beef capital. Um and so it's it's really important that we that we support that local community uh, that that gives so graciously of its city to host our event uh, to to give back and ensure that local businesses are really uh, feeling the impact of the investments uh, that Beef Australia makes and that the industry makes through that week. Uh, so in 2018, it was uh, it was measured at over an 80 million dollar impact that the event brings to the Rockhampton and Capricorn region. Yeah. Uh, we're very proud of that and uh, and really trying to grow that figure. So uh, that'll involve um, utilising uh, other venues throughout the city. So things like the Pilbeam Theatre. Uh, but also a number of uh, you know commercial businesses to host some of the social functions, uh, and most excitingly, in collaboration with the Rockhampton Regional Council, we've announced that the the final weekend celebration, so a community uh, fair day and the uh, the great uh, black tie ball that a couple of thousand people uh, will come to, will be hosted on the really picturesque banks of the uh, of the Fitzroy River. Uh, where councils uh, really um, made a terrific investment in in the beautification of some of the old buildings and the streetscape there. So, I think it's just a, a really great way to uh, to celebrate what's been or what will be a, a great week, uh, but also uh, to celebrate giving back to uh, to the Rockhampton community. They have been very gracious indeed. Now, the Graham Acton Beef Connections program it was launched as well. Um, can you tell us a bit more about this program and, and the importance of that mentoring role in the beef industry and with some of these younger, up-and-coming producers? Or well, not just producers, they're all sort, they come from all sorts of industries, don't they? Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, so this is uh, it's a terrific program and it's uh, one of the, the aspects of Beef Australia that I'm particularly proud about. Uh, beef Australia, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a not-for-profit organisation ourselves uh, and it has had some, you know, great successes and has grown over the years. But I think it's really important uh, that that our organisation gives back to the to the wider sector, and particularly to to young people coming through that sector. It's uh, so uh, Graham uh, unfortunately was tragically taken a number of years ago uh, in the, the prime of his life. Uh, he was an icon of the Australian beef industry and well known to many. Uh, and had also uh, given very generously of his time to, to Beef Australia in sharing uh, the organisation through the early 2000s. But the one thing I most fondly remember about Graham was uh, his ability to to speak with people across all walks of life uh, and show a particular interest in the development 
uh, and career progression of, of younger people in our sector. Uh, and we thought it was very fitting to, to name this program uh, in honour of Graham. Uh, and what the program involves is finding a, a number of young candidates, typically around sort of eight each intake from across the country and across the supply chain uh, and linking them up uh, with a really uh, good industry mentor, really to help, uh, you know, through a little bit of personal development, uh, but also to, to help you know open some doors and find some contacts and conversations and and really uh, I guess a, a program for for those individuals to, to bounce ideas off and and really uh, you know test test out the waters in what's possible and what opportunities they can take hold of in the beef industry and uh, really it has been a program we've run it for for two events now. Uh, so I think we've we've got a, a cohort of you know almost twenty odd people that have been through the program, but just to watch the career progression and just the personal development in those people that have had the opportunity uh, to go through the program, it, it blows me away. It's uh, Barb Bishop is the has been the coordinator for the program for the last two rounds, and she's just taken a, a done a fantastic job of of really um, you know supporting and coaching uh, those participants. And their growth journey, and just also um, just the generosity of of our mentors uh, and some fantastic you know people in their own right and careers in the industry, people like Anna Spear or Richard Rains, just you know giving so generously of their time to to help a person um, you know through for the year. And and it's I think you know some of the great things is that a lot of those connections, those mentor relationships, are really uh, running really still strong after the formal part of the program's over and. And I, uh, it's just, um, it's one of my favourite parts of Beef Australia actually is, is watching that program and how the people progress through it. I can tell because of your voice, you can tell the passion you have for that particular one. Now, we've just bounced around any number of initiatives and, and things coming up, but what, you know, you, you know everything as chair of what's going to be coming up at this event. What are you looking forward to most? Besides, I'm assuming with all of these extra venues and things <laughs> that you're going to have a driver and just have a little golf buggy and don't have to worry about parking <laughs> like the rest you of do, us. So. You do quite a, quite a few kilometres of walking, I can tell you. It's, uh, <laughs> at Beef Australia, it's, uh, it's, it's a big week. But, so don't uh, wear your pointy look boots at- then. <laughs> no, the comfortable, comfortable footwear is, is definitely a necessity. If I see uh, you in a pair yeah. of Crocs, though, I might have something to say. <laughs> That's the, yeah, look, I, I'm not confessing I own Crocs, okay? <laughs> it, uh, but it, uh, look, it's, uh, I mean, it's a fantastic event. It is, I think it's particularly hard to, uh, to pull out one piece that's, uh, that's sort of the, the favourite element. Try. <laughs> Try. <laughs> Look, Jane, I, I really think it, uh, for me it is it's the celebration of our industry and people coming together. I for all of my years that I've had the opportunity to, to go to Beef Australia events, I always meet you know someone unique that uh, that's involved in our industry and a part of our industry that I hadn't had exposure to before. And they always, it's a connection, you know, a number of connections that you then keep for the rest of your life. Uh, and and I think that, for me, uh, is really, it's all about the people that attend the event uh, from all walks of life and are all involved in this great sector in some way. And I think, I think we, you know, I don't think in our sector... We celebrate the the diversity of people and roles 
uh, that exist, and and for me that's that's really the highlight. And I think I can't think of another event, particularly in our country, all around the world, really does bring together as a spectacle of the sector and a celebration um, of its people and their achievements. And for me, that's the that's the real highlight. It's uh, those conversations and, and meeting people um, from all around the world. Uh, and all walks of life and, and how they're tied up in this great sector. Very much looking forward to that. I think you only need to walk through the international tent at the event just to know that there is such a cross-section of the world looking at us and what we're doing and, and really involved in the process. I think that's quite a marker to look for as well. Now, you brushed over this question before, but what stands out as your favourite memory of all of the beefs you've been to? <laughs> I think I, I've got a number. I mean, it's um, it, you know, it's uh, I can think of, of lots of elements that have been exciting about Beef Australia. It's um, over the years, but uh, I think actually now this is a little more comical. But uh, I think it. Uh, <laughs> so I think two events ago, it must have been 2015, and uh, and the Prime Minister uh, had the opportunity to um, to to make a short visit to, to Beef Australia. Uh, and look, it was the Friday morning, very early, I think at about six o'clock in the morning that the Prime Minister came to the gates. Uh, I might have been a little under the weather from uh, a few celebrations from the night before, considering we were almost almost at the end of the week. And uh, I, I happened to, to be the treasurer of Beef Australia at the time, so making Gosh, sure really our did. finances finances <laughs> really backed up. You really did that meeting late, didn't you? Was always the last job to go. And so it... Uh, and I, I got introduced to the Prime Minister and uh, and he told me, well, the treasurer tends to be the most important person, you know, in the room. And so, look, I was feeling a little dusty after too much celebration the night before, but uh, it was great to, to hear those words of encouragement from the PM that morning. Before you popped your Panadol and nodded your head. <laughs> Thank you, Prime Minister. Now, I want to go back. You've touched before on all of the huge involvement that your family has had over the years, including your brother-in-law, Blair, the immediate past chair and also quite a renowned home cook. Um, you've got a niece that's really involved, well, several nieces that are involved in the beef industry and sisters that are very accomplished producers as well. I'm always curious about the cooking stakes within all of these households because you're all accomplished cooks. Does anyone ever serve chicken or is it just a constant competition? <laughs> I think ch- chicken's officially... Chicken's officially illegal in the in the camp family, I think. <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> so look, it's um, I, yeah. I mean, our family has had a has had a long involvement with Beef Australia. I'm very proud of that. Uh, and I think, I, I mean, more widely, we've had a long involvement with the the beef industry here in this country, and uh, and particularly uh, my parents. So both came from families involved in the beef sector and and while both mum and dad were uh, you know felt education and uh, going off and seeing the world was important uh, and I think they tried to encourage us to you know to look down different avenues and, and seek the opportunities that we felt uh, were, were most appropriate to us uh, all four all four of us so myself and my three siblings are all actively working in various parts of of the beef industry today, and 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 my my siblings' children are, are again continuing that great tradition. So, I think it's very exciting uh, that you know so much of our family is involved in the sector, and 
and hence we, we love the celebration of Beef Australia. But look, on the home cooking front, it is a competitive piece. It's, um, the, we tend to be a very competitive family, all in good fun and all in good fun and humour. But um, I do have memories. My mum was a fantastic cook, but I do remember she bought our first microwave uh, in the early nineties, and. And I think most people would be horrified to think now, but mum was very proud of her of her microwave steak uh, that she would serve uh, some dinners. And I, I sort of shudder to think of that now, but it was, um, I think it was like a technological advancement of the early 90s of the yeah. time. But anyway, anyway, so no more no more microwave steak on the menu, but um, but yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great Australian product. What's your favourite cut? Not, not for a, like a showing off fancy dinner party, but if you've got, you know, just at home on a Thursday night, what's your go-to <laughs> cut of beef? No showing uh, off. Look, what's uh, your favourite? No showing off. <laughs> I'm actually a real fan of mints. Um, that's, that's, I am. I'm like, so, you know, you said no showing yeah, off. No, and no, uh, we'll and look, so you've got to support, you got to support mints. Um, it's just such a dynamic and adaptable product. You can do a lot with it. But if I'm having a steak, it's uh, it's usually a, a grain-fed sirloin. It's uh, it's kind of my go-to option. What do you do with the mince? Just going back to that. Ah, there's so mince? much you can do with mince. I uh, love a savory savory mince for breakfast. Yeah. It uh, and uh, shepherd's shepherd's pie is a you know good kind of lunch or you know evening staple. Uh, I don't know, a whole series of things you can do, James. Just checking, just checking. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you know, left field the options there. So I was just making sure. Now I, um, I googled you before, even though my mother tells me not to use that term. She thinks it's foul googling. But, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> and I was astounded at the amount of hats you own. So I'm just wondering, how many hats do you do? You ha- are you like? Do you keep hats like women sometimes keep their shoes in like labelled? Boxes in temperature-controlled rooms. I just feel like you've got an excessive amount. <laughs> many hats of brass cam. Look, I, I, I hate to disappoint you. It's, it's probably not that exciting. Oh, I think I, I, um, I think I've only got really uh, maybe there maybe there's three or four in rotation, but um, there's always a couple of work staples and and maybe one or two for going out. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't have a hat room. But now you <laughs> you you've, you've planted a seed there, Jane. I think that's going to be my lifelong. Uh, ambition, the hat room. I'm super keen to find someone with a hat room because I'm a proper hat snob. I'm, <laughs> my husband is always at me because I just am probably a bit too blatant with my judgments of people's hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think I think my parents, uh, or definitely my mother, it, uh, you know, it, uh, you weren't allowed to judge a book by a cover, but you very much could judge a person by their hat. Yeah, see, kindred spirits uh, on yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm yeah, considering yeah. mine are all terrible, but, you know, that's fine. I'll, I aspire to better things. But, Bryce, I'm going to um, let you get on with it, but I just any last words in the in the lead-up to Beef 21? Oh, look, Jane, it's uh, been great to chat, but I think, uh, I think you know, the, the big message really for, from me is that uh, we're a year out uh, from opening the gates of what will be a terrific celebration of, uh, of an industry, the, the Australian beef industry, that I'm very, very proud to be involved in. Uh, and we, we just really look forward to, to welcoming everyone to Rockhampton uh, and putting on a great spectacle and, and most importantly, having a fantastic time. And so I hope boots. to see wearing comfortable shoes and great hat wear and look forward <laughs> to seeing everyone there. Thank you very much, Beef Australia Chairman Bryce Cam.
Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.